Black Rose celebrating their 25th anniversary in Washington, D.C. Murmur. October 5th, 8th, in a hotel takeover, Murmur. Dungeon day and night, more than 60 classes. Fabulous oh, shopping with all many vendors. Christian. And no one in the hotel except for registered oh, Black Rose yes, event yes, attendees. Yes. Come join us, Murmur, at one of the premier BDSM community events in the nation. Don't touch me. Find out more at www.brevent.org. Murmur. <laughs> Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. (laughs) Nobody heard you say hi, Dan. Oh, hi, Dan. (laughs) Uh, You were just mentioning that uh, Bat made us rock star t-shirts. She did. She did. And they were so cute because they say, I'm not a rock star, but don't tell my groupies. (laughs) And uh, that would be in response to our uh, previous episode, episode 200, where we did the We Are Not Rock Stars thing. Uh, but today on today's uh, podcast, see, I had a little segue there. Uh, we do have a rock star. We have the Andrew Goffman, mm-hmm. a, who is in a one-man play in the New York where stars live. Yes. Doing a play called The Accidental Pervert. And we'll talk to him in just a little bit. I love that title, but it was really great talking to him, too. So he does have a really good sense of humor. And by the way, <laughs> if you are a listener in New York and you'd like to go... Well, hell yeah. Or you'd like to go to New York because we're giving you free tickets. It's worth going to New York for you. Let us know. We have free tickets. So we're going to give away some tickets on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We also have some T-shirts we're going to give away as well. Accidental pervert T-shirts. They're cool. (laughs) Uh, Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. If you would like an accidental pervert Mm T-shirt, then uh, mention that you want one. On the Facebook or the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mention us and try and mention the accidental pervert as well, since it's his t shirts. And uh, away we go. Away Next couple people to do that, we'll send you t shirts. Tell us what size you want to. We have medium, large, and extra large. All the classics. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's that. So, hey, oh, by the way, thank you, Black Rose, for being our. <laughs> Don't slap the microphone I'm going to blame the cat. Good. That's good. <laughs> so that's what happens when you have morning coffee as you... Um, Podcast? Thank yes. You. yes. <laughs> I think you need a little more. <laughs> so thank you to Black Rose for being the... the um, uh, covering the bandwidth on today's podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. They've agreed to um, sponsor a few of the podcasts. So that's fantastic. And if anyone is going to Black Rose, we are looking for an on-the-field on the reporter. So if you're uh, going to Black Rose, give us a holler, and we will ask you about it afterwards, bring you on to the podcast, and you tell us what a great event it was. Indeed. Yay. So um, that's that. That is that. You know, and it's really, you know, the rock star thing. We actually had a couple of people respond to that. 
So Radman says he thinks we will be known in 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> I hope Radman sticks around and he does that. He remembers us. Oh, yeah, because it only takes one person. I was reading something today <laughs> that by, it, it was some kind of thingamajig where if you were born today, how long it'll be before people, like, like for example, right now, when we talk about mm-hmm. uh, Commodore 64s, right. there's a generation of people that don't know what those are. Right. So apparently by 2047, no one will remember the dumbass mistake you make today. Oh, I don't have too long to wait. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get away with anything you want and then just hang out till 2047, apparently. <laughs> Getting back to what we're actually here to talk about. Um, so thank you, Teresa, for writing in and saying you enjoyed the show about monogamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, always nice when people give us some feedback about what they dig and don't dig about the old erotic awakening. Absolutely. And then we had some contact with Heaven. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> well, she's in the Pittsburgh area and has never been to a munch before. She has a master, but he can't make it with her. So she wanted to start going to some munches, but had never been to one. So she was curious about what to expect and if there were any in Pittsburgh. So we actually did a Skype test. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that came on to the Skype test, we actually know her from a West Virginia event. And she started talking about the different things in Pittsburgh. It was her from the West Virginia event, wasn't it? It was one of them. So anyway, somebody was on there from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and um, was talking about the different munches. So heaven, what you can expect at a munch is any sort of restaurant group gathering. It could be a meetup group for crocheters. You don't know. And <laughs> everybody dresses kind of normal and shows up at a restaurant and gathers together. And usually the topics are... Kind of vanilla. I'm sure they kind of drift to a little bit of spice, but people are usually aware that they're in a restaurant and there's norms around. Did you do a segment into or segue into our question of the day part of the show? I have not. Oh, well, you should have (laughs) because you did, really, actually. Did I? Yes, because the question of the day, uh, I assume, is there an actual question of the day? Yes. Oh, there's a totally different question of the day. All right. So if the question of the day was, what can I expect from a munch? Uh Uh-huh. Um, you would have answered it. I would have. This, this, so if um, Big Fatty was sitting here right now, <laughs> he would say this podcast is a, a train, train wreck. wreck. Yes. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just keep punching through. So exactly. But um, yeah, so that's what you can expect at a munch. And we actually highly recommend people going to munches to meet people. I mean, you can meet people online, but it's not the same as meeting them in person. You know, getting that whole community feel and and just not feeling so much like you're a freak when you look around and see not everybody else is a freak. When you and I went to our very first munch, I think that was probably the biggest thing for us was that, um, and we've said this before, right? If you go stand out in front of Target, the next 20 people to walk in and out, right? Mm-hmm. You've got different ages, genders, races, sizes, shapes, right? financial situations. Right. Um, is that's what you'll find it a much. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad you said Target and not Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I haven't figured out the whole people of Walmart thing yet, but there, there's something there. But but just like at any other place, of those 20 people, a high number of those are going to look like everybody else in mm-hmm. the world, and some of them are going to look a little more tripped out. Yeah. Right? We went to our very first munch. Uh, I would say there was 25 or so people there. Of them, 20 of them, I never would have known they were at a 
uh, kink-friendly munch. They looked like everybody else. There was one guy in a collar uh, and one dame in the full black thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, I think that was about it for people that, that really stood it. out that they were at a alternative community gathering. Exactly. So, yeah, it, it's pretty low-key and pretty mellow, and you'll fit right in. So, But you know what? That does lead into the question of the day. Does it? It does, actually. So the question of the day is, and I thought this one was cool, what do you think about the iPhone app for tracking your slave? See, if she's at the munch and she has an iPhone, right. he can track where she's at. So, and keep an eye on her. True. Now, so, what is this app you're thinking of? I'm not sure what the name of it is. A couple of people have um, named a couple of different things. Don't you have a sort of GPS on my phone? Yeah, there's a Find Your Friends. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm not exactly sure what it's called. Uh, not that we're Apple fanboys over here, but there's a Find <laughs> Your Friends. And actually, Slave Gem, back when she was under my collar, mm-hmm. she actually created some kind of a GPS tracky thing. Right. That uh, Or turned me on to it that allowed me to see where she was at any point in time. Um, I think that they're cute. Well, it falls into that something that makes a slave feel owned. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, there's some submissives that take offense to their master always having track of them. But for me, I have nothing to hide. I kind of like the idea that you check in on me and I know I'm not doing anything wrong. So if I say I'm at Target and you check on the little iPhone app and you'll see that I'm at Target. Right. So I kind of like that. It's a... Uh, um, It is a way of feeling owned. You know, there's a great um, difference, I think, between your common vanilla relationship. You know, maybe uh, people always get upset. They say, oh, no, vanilla, a good vanilla relationship that's based on trust and love Mm -hmm. is just like a power exchange relationship. Fine. I don't know any of those vanilla relationships, (laughs) so I'll take your word (laughs) for it. But in a power exchange relationship that you and I have, the idea that I can track you at any moment is just mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> interesting. It's neat. It's normal, right? right? The idea that you've got access to all of my uh, personal email and can walk over to my computer and do something and I'm not going to freak out, you mm-hmm. know? That's just normal stuff for our relationship. Um, I think this is kind of segueing away, but this app okay. is just another indicator, indicator of it's, inner, you know, it, for me, the, the app itself is, is I'm not going to keep an eye on you all the time. Because it's just too taxing. Right. I know where you, you know, if you say you're going to be at Target, I assume you're at Target. But it's nice that it's not something that we have to discuss from a privacy perspective of a you're going too far, you're in my personal space perspective. You don't it's, trust me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I was kind of, I, I, I actually liked this question. I thought it was perfect timing for right after the what makes you feel owned sort mm-hmm. of question. So... Yeah. And um, I, and I feel a little bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, just in case, um, and you'll see why I say this in a moment. But just in case Andrew is listening, that we do talk about fucking, sucking, and all that kind of stuff sometimes too. <laughs> that kinky sex—it's all about trust. Ew. <laughs> um, awesome. We have some more shout-outs. Do we? Well, we have one more. We have Valerie from Oregon just signed up for the mailing list. And we actually, um, I've actually sent out a couple of um, uh, MailChimp mailing list 
update. So because we do have some weird things coming up, we will be at Glee tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So and Glee announce... is not the uh, syndicated no. <laughs> show where we're going to. We won't do be singing all journey that songs I <laughs> that I know of. But Glee is Great Lakes Energy Exchange. Right. So we'll be up near Toledo teaching about um, because we teach about the power exchange and some of the kink stuff and some of the more esoteric stuff and some of the stuff we teach about is energy based and we actually see that as very important in scening i just did a um a workshop monday night that was on breath work mm-hmm. and we wrapped it into how to use breath work in your scening and how to have better sex with breath work and um we see this is very important when it comes to scening and creating that connection and that whole dancing post that you did on FetLife. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't play, I dance. Yeah, and, and you can find that on the Erotic Awakening website as well. But really, it is just like you were saying. It's a reflection that the uh, the type of interactions we have are more than physical. Exactly. So what we'll be teaching tomorrow is chakras and energy centers and how to balance chakras and what all this energy stuff means and how to use it. And then Sunday, we've got, um, I think we're doing a Scarlet Sanctuary for the current Path of the Kadishti class. So that'll be interesting mm-hmm. as well. But I announced all of this on, getting back to the newsletter, I announced all of this ah. on the newsletter before we announced it on the podcast. So that's, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's why people might want to sign up for the newsletter. Yes. Find out where we're at where we're going to be in person, mm-hmm. what we're doing, what they missed on the podcast. News on the Power Exchange Summit sure. for next year. All that type of stuff. Anything that I can think of that seems people might be interested in. Yay. Yay, and then, indeed. And then it gets mailed to you. You don't have to hit a button. <laughs> and if you found that, that last three minutes of the podcast boring, you can blame Valerie from Oregon, who signed up for the mailing list and exactly. put us on that topic. Exactly. As I mentioned on the Erotic Awakening website, I just did post a, when, you, when I uh, play, I dance, a kind of combination of, uh, or a rec, uh, comparison between playing and dancing. Mm-hmm. You can find that at eroticawakening.com, as well as how, that's where our f- contact form is. Exactly. So, and for those t-shirts, we said Facebook and Twitter, right? No, we did. So, Facebook is Erotic Awakening. All one word. And Twitter is Dan and Dawn. All one word. You can also write us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com if you are of a mind. Mm-hmm. We also have a FetLife group. Oh, Erotic Awakening. Two words. <laughs> I'm picturing this train smashing into something. It's fantastic. <laughs> we would like to thank uh, the sponsor of this train wreck. The Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by... Ero- <laughs> Chain just went over my foot there. Remember in the old days I would have edited that. So yeah. Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. Coming up on August 10th at 8 p.m. If you got the newsletter, you'd know we would be there. We'll be at the 8-Ball Meet and Greet. Mm-hmm. You can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. So there's your munch. There's your newsletter. There's your Where's Dan and Dawn. It's this huge tie-in at mm-hmm. the 8-Ball. I've been reading a lot of Stephen King lately, so I'm expecting a, a time warp or a void thing to open up there or something. Um, finally, I did want to mention that if you need um, some tips on flirting, Ooh. you have a variety of options. One, you could wait for our new book to come out. 
Yay. But Oh, you just made that like a now we have to get it done. Oh yeah. <laughs> Though we're almost there. <sighs> yeah, we're getting close. Uh or you can come to Columbus, Ohio mm-hmm. and flirt with us. I was thinking of that. <laughs> you will you will get lucky. You will be successful, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or you can head over to Passionate You, where they have our videos on how to flirt. Mm-hmm. Yep, so she uh, recorded us. It's been a few months back, mm-hmm. yep. so it's now been edited, and it's up on Passionate You. That would be, uh, and that was pretty neat. Princess Callie and yes. Great Dancer took us into their hotel room, Ooh. and we laid down on the bed, <laughs> and then they recorded us. <laughs> and I like putting it that way. Exactly, exactly. Oh, you know what's funny? Hmm. I was uh, finishing up one of my college classes, and the way this is designed, the people sitting in the class are actually on the webcam so that people that are online can see us in the class and interact with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, the teacher's like, okay, I'm putting you on the webcam now. And I'm like, you know, I usually get paid for this. And she <laughs> thought I was joking. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> if she only knew. <laughs> so some time back, we were uh, contacted by Andrew Goffman. Uh, and he said, hey, I am a pervert. Can I talk to you? And we said, of course. Oh, yeah, but you know what's neat? It wasn't just Andrew that contacted us. It was Andrew's people. Yes. <laughs> that makes it seem so much more important. I know. I, I told his people to reach out to my people. and Which uh, was me. Yes. <laughs> so we, uh, we talked to Andrew. We said, what kind of show is it? And he said, well, first off, I have to warn you, don't bring your kids. So mm-hmm. he said, okay, we're listening. <laughs> Sounds good so far. Um, and it's not because there's... It's not, it's not a sex show. Right. There's no nudity, but mm-hmm. it's alluded to. Right. And there certainly uh, leaves a lot. It leaves some to the imagination, but it certainly leads a direction for the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started the show way back in 2005. And since then, and we'll find out on the, as we talk to him, he's gone far beyond just him having a show there. Um, I like that he bases it on his personal experience. To me, that's cool. He based it on his personal experience and then made it funny. Mm-hmm. And I checked out the website and um, all the reviews about it seem to be really positive. So we, we may have to grab two of those free tickets and. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No <laughs> well, maybe we should take a group. <laughs> yeah. There's a point where uh, during the. I don't remember if it was before the recording or after the recording where Andrew said, Hey, if you guys are ever in New York, you know, I'll hook you up. I'll give you some tickets and we'll mm-hmm. get you in the door. I say, Andrew, if you're listening. <laughs> if that's one of those things you famous people say just to sound cool, you're fucked. <laughs> we're going to take you up on we're it. Gonna, we're taking you up on that. We're going to come to your show, and then we're going to crash on your couch. <laughs> so. That'd be fun. So, Don, recently I got to go to Canada and be the only <laughs> kinky comedian in the entire world. And five minutes later, I find out that I'm not the only one. As a matter of fact, I'm not even the most popular one. No, not at all. Tonight on the podcast, we've got Andrew Goffman? Goffman? You can say Goffman. Goffman works. I I like better your name, (laughs) The Accidental Pervert, which is how we came across to you. As apparently, Andrew, not only are you a better comedian than me, but you actually have a one-man show called The Accidental Pervert. Is that right? Yeah, baby. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. What in the world is that? 
Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you how it all started. It's actually, it's a autobiographical show. It's about my life. And it really started when I was 10 years old. And my parents had gotten separated and they were getting divorced. And my dad moved out and I really missed them. So one day I went into my dad's bedroom closet and I was just kind of looking around and I saw his his ties and made me think of him and his shirts and you know you get smell that old spice on him and everything and then I see like above the sweatshirts all the way up in the back left hand corner of the closet this box and it's not labeled it's kind of worn a little and I'm like I wonder what's in there and I was I was innocent and I went over to the I got a little step stool and I got up and I got the box and I brought it down and I looked inside and my life had changed forever. I feel like I'm getting a little too dramatic here for you. (laughs) (laughs) But I looked in there and I mean like Disney did not have covers like this. They were similar in name, some of them, like Sleeping (laughs) Booty and (laughs) Pocahontas. There's also Throbbing Wood. But, (laughs) But yeah, I took these, I took the box down, I looked in there and I, I I ran over to the VCR and I put one in and I was like, whoa, there were like um, things going on in places that I didn't even know existed and <laughs> like beads coming out of places. And it, w- it was just like it-, it changed my life forever. And I started looking at everybody differently. We like I'll give you an example. We had a cleaning lady. She had been coming over our house since I was born. She came like once a week. My parents both worked and um, I, she was like one of the family to me. I knew her forever and I, I loved her. And then all of a sudden I saw this video called Laid Service. <laughs> Lady, She goes into the master bedroom and, you know, he's underneath the sheets naked. She goes in, she pulls the sheets back and the music comes in. Chicka, chicka, boom. They yep. start. <laughs> and I start looking at her and I'm thinking, wow. How can I get in her? How can I get her in my room? You know, alone. I and I was like, I don't know. I have these plans, and I was thinking out, and like, I'll make my room really messy, and I'll put like tissues all over the place, and then um, I'll get in bed naked, and I'll wait for her, and uh, and then I I would call out as she was getting closer. I was like, Nettie, you can't come in here. Yeah, how'd that work for you? <laughs> she came in. Oh. And, uh, yeah, she, you know, she's pretty good with a feather duster. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I talk about this in my show. It's in my show. If you, if you can ever make it over to my show in New York at the 13th street rep theater on uh, 50 West 13th street between fifth and sixth, I'm not plugging anything here. (laughs) If you can ever make it there, you'll see what happens with me and Nettie because the lighting changes, these red lights come in. There's a little strobe light action, and it's really kind of cool. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it taught me. I grew up a lot. But I also – I really started to fantasize about, like, everything going on, my teachers. Um, in, in, in college, I wanted to try all these new positions. And, and, but, but college was normal. I think everybody wanted to do that by then. Um, but I remember, you know – it, it started just from playing doctor and my neighbor showing me her nipple um, and then me showing her my penis, which kind of looked like her nipple. 
it just kind of went on from there. But now, I found that box in my parents' room, and unfortunately, I'm a little older than you because we just had books back then. And yeah, uh, that was before VHS. Yes, there was no VHS. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting. So you've taken that experience and just expanded upon it. Is is that the the, the basis of the show? And and how perverted are we talking? Well, that is the basis of the show. And yeah, I was I was born in 69, which uh, is a good year to be born. Yeah, too obvious. Keep going. <laughs> the theater that I'm in actually has 69 seats. Oh, huh. sheesh. There's, there's one broken one. I broke it because I thought it would help with the, <laughs> the show. Seats. But, um, but, and and I, I, um, I was born and I grew up in Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. Which, if you Google it, you'll see it's like six or seven minutes away from Intercourse, PA. <laughs> All through. However, with my generation um, and the VCR being invented, it brought pornography into people's households. Which, before that, it was just magazines. And magazines just are not the same. I mean, when you look at a picture versus like seeing everything going on. And so... I feel like in my generation, there was a small percentage of kids that stumbled onto their parents' videotapes. But nowadays, it is so out there everywhere. It's on their phones, the computers, they're being spammed. And you type one wrong letter into a, um, into a website, you know, instead of Golden Girls, you just kind of put mm-hmm. Golden Girls Wild, which isn't, is more than one letter. But, um, but yeah, you're there. And there are going to be a bunch of freaks from this generation growing up now that are all going to have their one-person shows, and there's going to be a lot more theater to see. (laughs) So, well, I got a question for you. Putting this all out there in front of strangers, do you feel that you're an exhibitionist? Ooh, good one, Don. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) The good thing about in theater, you can get the lighting just right. And it almost like cheats it, kind of like the old vintage porn they had uh-huh. with the five millimeter film. And they had these plots with these really interesting stories, which you just don't have anymore. So when you're in the theater, people can say, wow, look at the size of his. <laughs> oh, it was a lighting joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I don't know that I'm an exhibitionist. I think... I'm up there being honest and I'm telling my story. And a lot of people have come to me after the show and they're like, yo, dude, that was my story up there you were telling. Or if there's somebody that just didn't have this experience or didn't stumble onto their parents' pornography, they're like, you know what? This guy up there, he's being honest and I'm going to go where he takes me because I trust that he knows what he's talking about. And I I really do know what I'm talking about with this story because I feel like everybody's got a story to tell and this is my story. And, you know, if people have questions or want to know something about this story, when I'm up on stage, like, I know the answers. And a lot of times, the more specific you get with, like, my own personal story, it really makes it, it generalizes it for everybody to understand. Because they're like, yeah, this happened to me. And I remember Chesty Morgan. And I remember, you know, all these other actresses that I saw and actors and I'm rambling now. <laughs> it's okay. So um, you, you put this across as, as a comedy, right? 
But you also say that it's about how porn took over your life, warped your image of women, and set you up for the most unrealistic expectations. So would you say that you would portray porn in a negative light? You know, I, I do. I talk about this in my show and I go like through the whole journey. There's an arc in my show with a mm -hmm. climax at the end. But um, because it's a show, it's, a, it's not just stand-up. It, it isn't stand-up at all. It's a comedy, but it's a show. And yeah, um, I would say that at the end, it is, it, I, I look at it negatively. I, I show about how it affected me and how I was really into it. And it's also, with your other question earlier, it is a comedy. And it's really, um, it's not an X-rated show, but I talk about sexual things and it's in in what I think is a tasteful and um it just a relevant way and it does have a message at the end um but my point that I forgot what it was that I'm trying to make here <laughs> um yeah I I looked I did look down at porn at the end I I didn't want the anymore. I didn't want my daughter to find me with the porno. I didn't want my mother-in-law to catch me with the porno. I mean, now that I finally like relearned how to love someone and it's not just about the lust and it's not just about, you know, cheerleaders that stumble into the wrong locker room by mistake, which is always a, a good thing. <laughs> but at some point, I guess you, um, you realize there's more than just that. Although, I will say this, I think everybody has at least had one, like, real-life porn experience. In, in their life, they've had something that's been, like, right out of a porn movie. And um, if you haven't had one yet, then it's coming. Get ready. And I think that the two of you, Dan, have had several. Um, just, just because, and I mean that in a, in a great way, with the name of your podcast, Erotic Awakenings. I would think that, um, yeah, we've had our moments. <laughs> well, we've recorded we've, some of them. We've recorded kidding? some of them and, and wrote a book about it. <laughs> uh, I feel like so like, on, uh, I don't know. I, I should have read up because we could really, you guys could teach me so much. So like, what's, what's the most exciting experience you've had? No, 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 you don't. <laughs> We're interviewing you, pal. We're getting ready for our one two-man show or something. I don't know. Um, the podcast is our two-man show. But that's really interesting, though, that, that you asked that. Because I wonder if you ever have people that come up to you afterwards and say, because I know how guys are. Do you ever have people come up to you and say, well, let me tell you what happened to me. And try and do the whole one-upping thing? Or, or are they pretty yeah. just, pretty just yeah. happy to be there? Yeah, I've had that. I've had guys. I've had girls come up to me. And, and I was talking about how I used to masturbate and uh, I used to use a shirt and my, because my mother would tell me not to touch myself down there and my hand would stick to it. So I used the shirt instead. So, um, and, and it's more of a visual. It's good to see the shirt going side to side. But a, a, a very cute, you know, normal, well-dressed uh, woman came up to me after the show and she said, oh, I, don't, I didn't use a shirt growing up. I used to use a towel. And she was kind of showing me the direction she would use 
and I didn't really know what to say after that. I was kind of speechless, but I, you know, thanked her for sharing that with me. And then I um, kissed her on her hand and um, we said goodbye. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so what does your wife think about those interactions? My wife is very supportive of the show. She really, she likes it. I, I also, I don't say anything bad about her. I really, um, I, I, it's a tribute to my wife in, in that she helped change me and I fell in love and we kind of, we lived happily ever after. And, nice. and yeah, so she's, um, she's very supportive of the show. She likes it. She's seen the show many times. And uh, yes, it, it's um, it hasn't been a problem. My wife is actually really hot. She's really good looking. And people look at her and they look at me and they're like, "He must have a lot of money or a really big ego." A <laughs> big <The> ego. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So <laughs> see, I don't. I, I tell you that. I appreciate earlier you were saying if we were in New York, blah, blah, blah. I don't really go to New York a whole lot. I, I travel more towards South America, so I guess I'll never get to see the show. <laughs> oh, man. That's you called are... a segue into the next plug, I think. It's excellent. It's your, your spoon feeding me. <laughs> <laughs> That's another sexual innuendo. We won't go there right now. Yes. Well, funny you should ask that, Dan, because you actually could see the show in South America because these producers came to see my show once in New York and they stayed after and they said, we love the show. We want to do it in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And I was like, sure, let's do it. And I gave them a licensing deal and they are doing it now in Buenos Aires. They have a well-known comic down there. He's got a radio show. His name's Cabito. And um, he's very well-known, and he's, he's kind of like a Howard Stern, I think, of Argentina. Okay. Um, and he's doing the show now. He's very funny. He's um, not as good-looking as me. Sorry, Cabito. <laughs> I'm going to – I don't know if they can do anything about that And or he not. might not have as big of a ego. ego. <laughs> It's good with the pause. I like that. <laughs> but that must be a, a real thrill to have something that you've created in your show. People want to license it for foreign distribution, so to speak, and having somebody else doing it in uh, Buenos Aires. It's, it's, for me, it's amazing. I'm flattered. It's a much bigger deal there. They have a bigger budget. They have a bigger theater. It's, they were doing it once a week in a 750-seat theater, which is huge. Wow. They sent me a video of it and there's a part in my show where I first discover my dad's pornos and I get the box and I look in and we have this little sound cue we hit on the computer and the noise comes through the speakers. And then I see the video from down there and he grabs the box and he looks in there and there's like a 20 piece orchestra under the stage. <laughs> Like playing like music for him looking into the box. Was, wow. Yeah. That's what I was like. I was like, that is so cool. And uh, it's dirtier. They made it dirtier down there. Those Latinos, they, uh, they like their shows dirty. <laughs> I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah, okay. I am too, actually. Uh, yeah. Maybe in Mexico or something. Actually, it's not even Argentina. Never mind. Let's keep going then. Um, 
like such a prude around you guys. Have you noticed <laughs> that book, Fifty Shades of Grey? I mean, how can you have not noticed all the? And has, do you think people are coming? Is it going to impact your show with more people, or is it just totally a separate deal? I think um, people. Yeah, I think it's going to help people come to the show. They because there's whips and chains in my show too, and um, I didn't read the book at least not yet, but I'm planning on it. And uh, yeah, it's like porn for women, and everybody seems to love it. These um, you know school teachers are reading it, which yeah. by the way, my first grade school teacher was so hot. I used to drop a pencil on the floor like by her desk and crawl over and get it and try to like look up her skirt. Cause that's subtle. Until the one time she wasn't wearing any panties. Oh, that's just... <laughs> that's just wrong. <laughs> you guys are mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still glued on the whips and chains in your show. I just kind of perked right up there. <laughs> but so anyway, right when I was looking up her skirt when she wasn't wearing panties, which was just wrong. I love the way you said that. Talking <laughs> to it, like in my mind. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> You're like, is that you, Andy? <laughs> we got <me> go. <laughs> to try some new stuff here once in a while. Anyway, you know, the, the first pubic hair I got was like way over on the left side of my, you know, region down there. And it was blonde and straight. So I like washed it. I combed it in. Dark <laughs> with Parker and it fell out and then I got like four like way over on the other side on the left side and like there was nothing in the middle and I tried to do like a comb over <laughs> oh god okay we're going we're coming <laughs> we're gonna come up to New York enough of that um fuck where am I supposed to go with that Tom I don't know I'm still picturing the comb over <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm stuck on the um the Stephen a, King aspect of the talking vagina. So between the, I don't know. Um, I said, what are you doing down there? <laughs> and I said, oh, nothing. I'm just looking for my pencil. And then it was saying, um, there is no pencil down there. And that was the end of it. <laughs> we got to go see the show. So what do, what do you think... All right. I got a question for you, though. Oh, fine. You guys are the experts. And I don't even know. I'm out of my league right now. I can tell. But like bow-legged women, I always thought of this. Are they like nymphomaniacs? I don't know because I'm not bow-legged, but I'm a nymphomaniac. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to work on that. (laughs) Look into it. Like follow one home or something. Maybe they just ride horses a lot. Or, um, Maybe they just ride a lot of horses. I don't know. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> so you, so you guys are nymphomaniacs, both of you, or just Dawn? I would say Dawn is more of a nymphomaniac than I am, which um, does cause an interesting situation here at the house, actually. <laughs> Uh, but we have a lot of electronic and robotic pals that help me out. You know, somebody just approached me, and they might sponsor my show, and it's called The Fleshlight. Have you oh, heard of yeah. The Fleshlight? Oh, yeah. 
I, now, <laughs> it's going to sound strange, but those, those fuckers are huge. Now, <laughs> huge? But, oh, wow. let, me, let me put it differently. Huge. They're very popular, and they're very well thought of. That's, okay, like Ron Jeremy. That's when you said huge. Yes, that, no, no, not that kind of huge. Very popular sort of thing. Uh, they would make a wonderful sponsor, I feel. Do you, do you not know the Fleshlights? Didn't until they approached it. I never knew what one was. I okay, well, Christmas is coming and you have a wife and now you know what to get her. But isn't it for guys? Don't you put your, your battery in it? The Fleshlight? I think that's yes, that's it. That, I mean, that's why it's a gift for your wife. Oh, she, gets, so that's she gets a break. You get to stay home and... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little slow, too. I'm dyslexic. It takes me a little longer. You know those double yellow lines in the middle of the road? Yeah. I used to think you're supposed to ride your bike in there. <laughs> I have to remember that. <laughs> that had to do with 96. Andrew, let me ask you another question before we go way out of bounds, which there is no out of bounds on this show, just so you know. Can I interrupt for a second? How do you clean the flashlight? Oh, I don't know. I hope it comes with directions. I, that was I, bothering me for a little while. And then I thought, what if somebody steals it? Ew. Okay, why? Well, because they didn't have one. Oh. Okay, that's the end of that. All right, but I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What, what were you going to ask me, Dan? I don't know, but he's got this confused look on his face. Yeah. of like, why would somebody want to steal a flashlight? <laughs> I mean, I understand that you've got fans, but if you've got fans like that, I think that's more of a stalker. Don't be like somebody stealing... Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say, that's like somebody stealing my dildo. But damn, if that didn't happen. Yes, someone did the... <laughs> that's not the fans that you want, mind you. Um, so where's this, where's this show going to go? Are you? Do you think... Someday it'll be turned into any other media formats. You're gonna make a film out of it, the video. <laughs> well, Dan, funny you should ask. <laughs> it just happens that I wrote a script, and uh, yeah, we we are talking to a couple film companies that are interested, and um, I think we are gonna make a film. It would be great because the characters will come to life. Right now it is. It's a one-person show. And then they'll get to see, like, Nettie in the flesh, the cleaning lady. And they'll get to see my, you know, college experiences. And they'll get to see all that with, like, real actresses. And it'll be, um, yeah, that, that is in the plans. We also are talking to someone in Panama right now that wants to do the show. We've had inquiries from... Poland and Guatemala and Brazil, which is, <laughs> isn't that? Because, um, yeah, I, I never would have thought, like, doing my story, and uh, now it, it hopefully will go to these places. Oh, and, and Malta, which the island of Malta, which I didn't know where that was, and I actually had to go look it up when somebody asked because they want to do the show there, and there were just some people from Malta at our show last night. So, um, nice. yes. If I do go there to any of these places, actually, I most likely wouldn't go. It would be for they get an actor to do it there. But um, if uh, – I, I don't know. I was going to say something that wasn't going to be funny. So why don't I just end that bit right there? 
Malta. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you. Uh, I'm going to come back to something you mentioned earlier. So this we're going to come back to more of a serious question. Um, a lot of our fans, a lot of our listeners, me included, I'm kind of a fan of porn, a good uh, porn at least, and I know that's rare, but um, I would say that a lot of our, matter of fact, I would say you could find some people that find this podcast pornographic. Uh, do you, so what do you, you know, it sounds like you're saying that all, that all porn is bad and you are saved from the evil of porn. By getting married. By getting married. (laughs) I happen to be married and own porn. Matter of fact, my wife picks out the good stuff. Right. Well, well, you know what? I think I didn't explain myself properly. And what I should have said was, I think that it's wrong when you see it when you're too young and it can mess with your mind. My neighbor told me that his eight-year-old son had a sleepover and came home and said, Daddy, this woman was eating this man's private parts. And so, like, for that, I think it's wrong. I guess if I had matured and then I saw the porn and I knew the difference between, like, love and lust, um, it would have helped me a little more. I don't know. I'm just trying to contradict what you said, and I don't really have a point on that. But I'll try but but that's but I like that explanation. I mean, I'm I totally agree with that. Yeah, I know for myself, you know, my very first porn when I was a very young boy was um, it happened to star John Holmes, and of course I looked at my own junk and said, "Dude, you're tiny. You're never gonna get a woman." So you're right. You know, it's got to have context. If the only thing that you the only context you have is the people in porn, and you think that's reality, you're right. You're you're mis you're getting a misspent youth or misguided education there. Mm-hmm. But but there is, a, I mean, there's definitely among consenting adults. I mean, yeah, it's great and it's fine. And I have, in that case, if it's my wife and I by ourselves, yes. Um, we have looked at it and we've had some fun with it. But probably not as much fun as the two of you and your listeners. But <laughs> I'm going to start listening to your podcast regularly, and I'm going to learn a lot of new techniques and a lot of new action. And I want to tell you, when I was in, when I was in college and I met this foreign exchange student from Bologna, her name was Dina Dabona, and, <laughs> and I mean, she taught me, um, beside, like she taught me the right way. It wasn't just missionary that we were doing. There was the oral, the anal, reverse cowgirl, 69, the Vietnamese spinning fuck chair. Have you seen that in a porno? You got to look. We had the threading of the needle, the rocking recliner, the ride of the steer. Yeehaw! Now, wait a minute. He might be teaching us a little bit of things because I haven't heard of some of these positions. What is is that sick shit you start with? Missionary? (laughs) All right. Uh, Andrew, one more question for you, if you don't mind. It's one. That's Where do it. I find out more about you and the show, The Accidental Pervert? You go to theaccidentalpervert.com. It's www.theaccidentalpervert.com. And it'll tell you about the show, the show dates. You can buy tickets there. You can friend us on Facebook. Ooh. We friend us. We nibble. Um <laughs> We have nine friends right now. We're trying to get to ten. 
Please go out and us. We know that feeling. Yes, we know that feeling. <laughs> All right. Well, fantastic. Um, Andrew, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. It's been fabulous. The, the accent on pervert.com. And um, uh, we're going to get out there soon. Yeah, we're going to get out there. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you for having me. I think you'd really like the show, and I am going to get your book, and I, um, I have so many questions for you. I'm going to get a podcast just so I can have you on mine. <laughs> so many things I need to learn about nowadays. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you. All right, Don. How about this missionary thing? Let's give that a try. <laughs> This train wreck was sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Come out to the munch with us this on Friday, tonight, August 10th, 2013. 12? 12. 12. We're in 12. <laughs> the train wreck continues. <laughs> and um, grope me. Grope you? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> I'm too far away. I can't proceed with said groping. <laughs> this is the part where you say, want to have a product, event, charity, or service? Oh, for the first things listeners that. find out about our podcast, make a $10 donation to this podcast for a 10-second foot bump for a show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain. Contact us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Did you know you can buy the new highly acclaimed books, Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange, and soon flirting, by Dan and Dawn directly from them? They can be found, the books can be found, not we, but the books can be found <laughs> on our website, www.eroticawakening.com slash Dan and Dawn Books, and you'll see the link on the front page. Any dollar and 20 cents we make from anything sold on the site goes directly back into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. I wonder if there's a train uh, sound effect for a train. I don't know.